Yo, 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 what up, what up? I am Lou Cipher, your host of the little thing we like to call Hell is Round the Corner, and I want to welcome all y'all motherfuckers back. How's everybody doing today? Hope you're doing better than me, because right now, I am tired. Oh, man, listen, let me tell you something. So, I took a few days off from work because, you know, I had to choose me. But what's so crazy is I didn't really get much rest, you know. So, with that said, um, we got a lot to cover today. So, this actually might be a long one. You know, you'll probably never hear me say that again. But, hey, this is where we at. However, look, I'm holding on to the last little energy I got left. So, don't expect too much from me. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm here. I'm locked in with you. We about to get this thing going. Alright, so since we got things to cover, there was something I wanted to save to the end, but I'm going to go ahead and speak on it now, because I feel like I'm going to go out with a rant on the end over one of these things I'm going to be talking about. But anyway, so I want everybody listening right now, you know, put your thinking caps on and close your eyes and, and, and visualize what I'm about to tell you. So imagine you just walking down the street, going about your merry little way or whatnot, you know. You walking down the street, walking, walking, just whistling and smiling to yourself and all that shit like that. And out of your peripheral vision, somebody just comes at you. Now, this person who's coming towards you has on a ski mask and shades. You can't see, all you see is a human figure. You can't even see their face, nothing. Gloves, all that shit. You know, you can't see no exposed skin. They covered all the way up. So ski mask walk up to you and they say, hey, I know you. And proceed to tell you how, you know what I'm saying, you was at work the other day doing X, Y, Z, this, that, and the other. How are you feeling right now? I want you to take that feeling that you're feeling right now and transcribe it over to what I'm about to tell you. I mentioned that, I mentioned that little anecdote because y'all people have become very weird with approaching folks in real life with Twitter shit. What I mean is this. If I'm somewhere, if I'm at a function or something like that or whatnot, the way to start a conversation is not, oh, hey, I follow you on Twitter. You said that, 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 that the other day, and you tweeted this, and you tweeted that. Oh, and when you said this, da, 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 da. Oh, well, how are you doing with this? Because da, da, da. And I'm like, do y'all not realize how weird that makes you motherfuckers look. I, I, I mean, if you don't, tell, consider this me telling you, you look weird. You know what I'm saying? Would you want somebody walking up to you on the street with, you, you don't know, you don't know this motherfucker from Adam, you can't see nothing about him. All you know is that they know some shit about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I want y'all to understand, like, the way, the, the way to interact with people, especially in, like, a face-to-face -face setting, you know, introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? My name is blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Start a conversation. In the course of conversation, then you might could drop, say, you know, yeah, you know, I think I came across your social media or whatnot. Woo -woo, blah, 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 blah. 
Give that person a chance to, you know what I'm saying, open that whole part up and then it don't feel so weird. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens is when you approach me or you approach someone like that, that person is at a severe disadvantage. Because the thing is, when y'all do that, y'all don't volunteer shit about yourselves. You know what I'm saying? You just walk up as though, you know what I'm saying, they supposed to be all chummy and shit with you. Bitch, I don't fucking know you. You know what I'm saying, nigga? You are, you're a faceless. And then on top of that, you a faceless freak page. How the fuck am I supposed to know it's you? You know what I'm saying? I see a person standing in front of me, not an ad of a cartoon shoving a goddamn dick all across the damn back some damn well. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, I, I really want y'all to realize that you are a bunch of weird space invading motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Because you decide to sit up here and stalk about the internet and lurk around with this anonymity that you hold so near and dear because you know what I'm saying? It allows you to be weird and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And you come approaching folks in real life with that bullshit, right? Look, the next motherfucker do that shit to me going to get squarely cussed the fuck out. Because I ain't lying. It's just, it's bad. It's like, you know... Just damn, that's some fucking set outside the bushes watching you from an open window bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to be better than that, you know? So I just wanted to get that out real quick because, I, like I said, I was going to save it to the end, but we got other things to talk about. So let's go ahead and actually get the ball rolling on this show, shall we? So the first thing I want to mention, I want to give a shout out to Megan Thee Stallion, a.k.a. the hot girl coach, a.k.a. Houston Hottie with a body. She graduated from Texas, Texas Southern University this past weekend, and I think that is the most amazing, like, that is, like, let me tell you something. This woman is a bona fide superstar. She could have just said, fuck this education, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm out here living my dreams and, you know, doing hot girl shit every fucking where. She could have easily said that. The amount of dedication that it takes and, the, and, and, and you know, just the, the, the groundedness that it takes to say, you know what, even though, I, yes, I am a superstar, yes, I am Megan Thee Stallion, but I'm still going to finish this fucking degree. That speaks to that woman's character in such a wonderful way. You know what I'm saying? I can't do nothing but say great things about that. Like you took, like how do you find the time out of being a global superstar? Um, let's see. You know what I'm saying? The patron saint of women doing whole shit every fucking where. You know what I'm saying? Finding love. Traveling the world, you know, being touched by Beyonce, getting shot by midges, and you, through all of that, you still found the time to push through and get a degree. There is nothing anybody can say about that negative. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a, you know, she's a, I think that, I mean, if I had a little girl, I would want her to look at her and be, and you know, she's a role model. I, I think she's a great role model. I just think, you know, I think that's amazing. So I just really wanted to take some time to give her a shout out, even though I know she ain't never going to hear this. But you know, hey, you know, shout out to you, Meg. And you know, party, look, I still got my eye on you, bro. Like, I, I, I just want you to keep her happy. So far, you seem to be doing a wonderful job. She be looking at you like you got the last dick left in the world. So, you know, hey, you know, but again, yeah, I, I'm watching you, nigga. You know, me and you ain't all the way all right. Any fucking way. 
<laughs> Next up. So, so this is just some random shit I seen that happened on Twitter this week that I thought was kind of um interesting that I want to mention. So, a guy, he um he posted, he tweeted. He said, he asked the question, "Who's hotter of these two? Salma Hayek or Jennifer Lopez?" Let me tell you something. Selma Hayek trended for two days over this weekend because of that damn tweet. Because, first of all, I say it all the time, I think I say it every week, you know, I'm a car-carrying faggot, been so for many, many years of my life, over half my life, you know, you know, the, the vagina does nothing for me, it ain't my thing, all that good shit. However, nigga, this Selma Hayek we talking about, y'all said Jennifer Lopez up with that shit. Nigga. Green dress, she's a cute girl and all. Don't get it twisted. She still looks amazing today. You know what I'm saying? Has had a wonderful career. How? I don't know, but she has it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, the green Versace dress is an icon, all that good shit like that. Nigga, this Selma motherfucking hive we talking about. Have you not seen Desperado or motherfucking um, Dust to Dawn? All you gotta do is watch them two movies right there. Selma Hayek is quite possibly one of the finest women that God ever breathed, breathed at into walking this damn earth. And I'm saying that as a motherfucker who has a strict anti-vagina policy. That woman is, Selma Hayek is on some other shit. Again, don't get, like I said, green dress is cute. She, and don't get it twisted, you know, we all, you know, we, we, we low-key fuck with her. But Selma Hayek, man, come on. Like, 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 like that, the, the, the dark features that had their body. See, the thing is, Selma Hayek was one of the, she, she, she was one of the original body girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was just like she had that bombshell pinup body. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I mean, let me tell you this. If you really wanted to make that a fair, a fair match, it should have been Selma Hayek versus Sofia Vergara. Because the thing is, Sophia Vergara, she would she could have stood a chance. It's, it's still Sam Hayek over here. But you know what I'm saying? That would have been more fair. Green dress just don't have the range for no goddamn Sam Hayek. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to bring that up because this <laughs> shot. Shout out to my nigga mine. He'll be back on the show sometime soon. But he, me and him was going back and forth in, um, in the DMs. He was talking about, I don't fuck that. It's Jennifer Lopez for me. I'm like, friend, friend, I respect your wrong opinion. Because it ain't a red-blooded man alive who would take Jennifer Lopez over Selma Hayek. I'm, I, 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 tell me if I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, I am afflicted with the homosexual. So, it's like, you know, I could be wrong. But, you know, from what I saw, man, look. Selma had that in the landslide. So, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up real quick. Shout out to Selma Hayek. One of the original sex symbols. All that good shit like that. Woop de woo. All right. <laughs> Next thing I got. So, um... Rick Ross dropped an album this um this past weekend. Mm. Was gonna save it for music, but I did not listen to it because, to be honest, y'all niggas have got, got y'all got away with letting well y'all let Rick Ross get away with releasing the same album 
four motherfucking times. Listen to the last four albums that Rick Ross dropped, and every last one of them sounds exactly the fucking same, down to the fucking subject matter. Nothing about Rick Ross changes as artists. Don't get it twisted. I see, I see it all the time. I think Rick Ross has one of the dopest rap voices in the game. But it's like, nigga, it's the same cadence, the same flow. You're talking about the same shit. Like, it, it just, there's no growth, nothing. You just, I don't know. But anyway, that's not the important part. That's not what I'm talking about. So he had an album cover that he released. Um, um, it was about a month ago that he um, released the album cover of the album. I, I forgot what the name is called. It's, it's some rich nigga shit. I don't know. But anyway, the album cover was very interesting. It, it legit looked like... It looked like some fly church mother shit from the 90s. It was, I mean, like, it, you you definitely could see a clock sister wearing everything that was in the picture. If you have not seen it, Google it. What it is, basically, he has on, like, this pink shawl thing that has, like, jewels in the front. And he has, like, this very interesting little pink hat, like, this little Kentucky Derby hat. Um, and he has these, um, these usher, these women's auxiliary usher boy gloves on. They're white gloves and, you know, the only time I've ever seen people wear gloves like that is when they pass collection plates and it's always old ladies. So he had that on on the cover and he's covering his face with the gloves so all you can see is kind of, you can see a little bit of the beard and whatnot. So what it was was the streets were saying that it was Saucy Santana because it, it dead ass looked like something Saucy Santana would do. And if Saucy Santana would have did it, it would have been dope. But nigga, this is Rick Ross. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not about to sit up here and convince me that you're this, you know, this, this, this tough guy or whatnot. And you sitting up here legit dressed like a member of the royal family from like the 1900s. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I, like, I, meant, I wanted to mention it because I do want to say this. I've always loved how gay stylists be trolling the fuck out of these damn rappers. Listen, you th let me tell you something. We tell y'all motherfuckers what to wear. We tell y'all what's fly. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, y'all be getting up in arms with these straight people. I just be looking, sitting back laughing because let me tell you something. They they literally, I know this is a cliche at this point, but they we live in their heads rent fucking free. You know what I'm saying? Straight niggas think about dick more than we do. You know what I'm saying? You got motherfuckers that got a no homo and pause at the every fucking thing they say because they literally got dick on the brain like that. You know what I'm saying? They they watch every fucking thing we do. We tell them what's fly, but they hate us at the same fucking time. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, nigga, we run y'all niggas. And and the, and 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 the truth and the proof is so evident when it comes to you know what I'm saying y'all's imaging and y'all's you know clothes and all that kind of shit like that. You think Rick Ross didn't pick that shit out, motherfucker? There was a fucking stylist back there named Javon who picked that shit and told Rick Ross to wear. Oh, you gonna kill it with this, bro? And he put that shit on, and goddamn it, Rick Ross looked like a motherfucking. He looked like a deaconess on fucking first Sunday. And I guarantee you that stylist was back there keying off that shit. So what, what, so what made it so interesting was when the album cover came out, here come all these dick ride niggas. That's all hip hop is. Like, like I say, it's a dick ride express. Man, that shit hard. Well, look at that shit. Really? Nigga. Really? 
You so you mean to tell me you, you, you motherfuckers gonna go out here and be wearing communion gloves and costume jewelry and shit? Talking about something is hard. Come on now. You monkey see, monkey do ass niggas. Everything on that goddamn picture. Rick Ross looked like a house mother on that goddamn um album cover. But because it's him, it's hard. Yo, dick riding, no brain having high mind ass niggas, man. <laughs> but it's just so funny is because we be convincing y'all to wear this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You think you think it's a coincidence that all the rap niggas look like intergalactic space dykes right now? No, it's no coincidence. It's because a gay told y'all that that shit is fucking the move and it's hot. And that's the hot shit. So now all y'all out here dressed like the girl that do the band food uh, reviews on Twitter. The lesbian girl, she funny as shit too. But yeah, all y'all niggas dressed like that. And what it is, again, it's the community trolling you niggas. And y'all can't even fucking see it. <laughs> So I love that shit. It brings me joy all the time. But he ended up changing the album cover to some, you know, basic Rick Ross shit. Side note, Rick Ross another one need to go on here. But between him and Jay-Z, I don't know who I'm more tired of with the wig. Rick, that fucking, oh God, that little ramp thing that he got now, whatnot. Nigga, just go ball. We know that ain't churn. Fuck, that glued on shit. Like, I'm I'm tired of these men in these fucking wigs. Take that shit off. Hove, we know it's a fucking wig. Cut that, take that shit off. Please. Fuck. Any goddamn way. Moving on from that. Let's see, which one of these draining niggas do I want to go with first? Hmm. Let's get this on out the way. So, Letitia Wright. Y'all, if y'all don't know what, if y'all don't know who I'm talking about, there's a good chance you don't. She plays Shuri in Black Panther. So Letitia Wright has been holding the production of this movie up for quite some time with a lot of her bullshit. First of all, she she was doing stunts or something. She hurt herself. She fucked herself up, so they had to take time off so she could heal and recuperate. Whatever. Then all the anti-vax shit started coming out because apparently she's an anti-vaxxer. So, you know, you can't be anti-vax and doing movies around all these fucking people. Not in the day of COVID. You know what I'm saying? We got the Omarion variant out here and his damn sister. We not playing right now. So, you know, we can't. people can't have your movie sets around other folks being unvaccinated. So that was also the holdup. So the rumor came out this weekend that they're recasting her. And, you know, they quickly debunked it. They was like, no, they moving forward. But let me tell you something. I don't know why they don't recast her, if you want to be honest. Because let's be real. Out of every character in that Black Panther movie, she's the most recastable. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's really married to her as that character. You know what I'm saying? They can't recast Black Panther for some reason. You know, I mean, shout out to Chad with both. No disrespect to him, but they not re they they not recasting him because you know, hey, star of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Lupita Nyong'o apparently her character is coming back, which we kind of don't need her back, but that's not digress. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Danaguerra, she has to be a Koye because nobody else can be a Koye. She has to be a Koye. You know what I'm saying? My baby, you know, Winston Duke. Oh, he brings me so much joy, but he has to be in Baku. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else can play that character. So it's like, but Shuri, you know, they could easily cast another girl to be her. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be honest, I don't know why Kiki Palmer don't come get that bag. 
Kiki Palmer would be so perfect in that fucking role. Then it would make so much sense because Angela Bassett is already the queen. She'd be playing her daughter. They look alike in real life. They both, you know, they can both do that real strong lower jawline thing that they do. And it just makes so much fucking sense. Get the gag in there to go ahead and play Shuri. And we, because the thing is, everybody loves Kiki Palmer. So it's like, you know, I guarantee she'd show up to work on time, fully vexed. With no issues, Kiki Palmer looked the kind of motherfucker that'll be out here trying to do stunts through a broke leg or some shit like that. So it's like, you know, your option is right there. We ain't really, they ain't really married to Letitia as, as Shuri like that. But is all this leading me to believe that it bumped up the top bill in some kind of way and she's going to have like a bigger role, you know, in the movie? Because, I mean, in the comic book, Shuri does become the Black Panther anyway, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't need a Shuri Black Panther. But anyway, I do want to see what they end up doing with this shit. So, you know, yeah. But yeah, Letitia, get your shit together and stop being a draining motherfucker. Um, let's see. Who's next? So, oh God. I'm so tired of talking about this shit, to be honest with you. So, I'm going to try to breeze through this real fast. So, Jesse got found guilty on all three charges that he was brought up on. Like, you know, they, them people just heard of him. was like, look, nigga, you did this shit. Y'all yeah, but admitted to it. It is what it is. The reason I'm bringing it up, though, is because you niggas are acting so obtuse, so stupid, and so ignorant about this whole fucking thing. Y'all, Jussie was wrong. He fucked up. It's okay to admit that. This ain't got a goddamn thing to do with nobody hating no fucking homosexuals. I wish y'all would stop that shit. Uh, this just shows how much black men hate gay. What are y'all? When do y'all come up with this shit? You know what I'm saying? It's just this, this constant shirking of accountability that irks my fucking soul. Y'all, he lied. Stupidly. You know what I'm saying? He fucking, and, and the thing is, not only did he lie, because it didn't even have to go this fucking far. Jussie just chose this shit. He chose to get his high yellow ass up there and double down and triple and quadruple down on that fucking lie. Now, here's my thing. I do understand lying to the police. I get that. All of us of a certain gener of a certain generation of a certain demographic and age, we grew up with the knowledge that you don't talk to police, and if you do talk to them, don't tell them the truth. Be as misleading as possible. Or maybe it was just me. I grew up in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Prime example. I don't know why I'm about to tell this fucking story, but I am because it just popped up in my head. Um, I remember being a teenager, about 15 years old, you know, and we were sitting out on the porch, me and a couple of people in the neighborhood, whatever. We were sitting on the porch or whatnot, on my grandmama porch, and, you know, a nigga just ran in front of the house, and next thing you know, somebody came up behind him and shot him and killed him. And the dude who shot him, you know, we knew who he was, and he took off and everything like that. 
it's a lot to that situation, but just 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 go with me with this. So you know what I the the, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because here come the police asking us all these questions. And mind you, my mama wasn't at home, so it really was just us there at the house. So they come at me because I was the oldest. I was you know I was uh, yeah 15 at the time, so I looked the oldest. But anyway, so they start asking all these damn questions. What did you see? Da da da. This that another. So we kick back into that shit. We learn coming up, nigga. You don't talk to no motherfucking police. I'm like, sir, I'm the officer. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a dead man in front of that. Yeah, I know. I see him. Yeah, he dead as fuck. You know what I'm saying? My, I'm 15 years old trying to talk to these people, you know, and everything like that. So he's asking me all these questions. So you, so no one saw anything. Everybody looked at me. I'm like, we telling you we ain't seen nothing. You mean to tell me there's a dead man sitting in front of this yard? Officer, do you see all these fucking flowers out here in this goddamn yard? I didn't cuss. This, this is me talking now. But I'm like, do you see all these flowers out here in this yard? I have allergies. I'm allergic to pollen. I fucking I sneezed. By the time I wiped my nose and opened my eyes, the nigga was stretched out. What do you want me to tell you? You know what I'm saying? I don't. Again, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm going all over the place again. I'm tired. But but I say, but I do say that to say this. I get not talking to the police or any kind of shit like that. I'm online to the police or whatnot. But Justin, you you set this shit up. You did a whole dress rehearsal with the fine-ass Africans beat your ass and pull bleach on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dude, yo, come on. The dude was wrong. Just ain't about to do no real time. They probably, they probably about to give just a year some change, if that. You know what I'm saying? They just want to make an example out of him real quick. Like, you wasted all of our fucking time. He got to pay some restitution and shit like that. And that's all that's going to happen to him. I promise you, Justin going to be all right. He going right up there to prison so he can have all the time he needs to quietly speak to Jesus and ask, why did he do this dumb ass shit? He probably going to get some amazing dick. And he, I promise you, he's going to be A-O-fucking-K. You know what I'm saying? Well, y'all out here fucking doing damn Stretch Armstrong shit to reach and make it where it wasn't his fault. And it's just people ganging up on him because he gay. Y'all, come on, man. You got to do better than this, y'all. Every fucking thing ain't, you know, everybody don't get a pass. And like I say, it's gays and black women who the worst with that shit. You don't get a pass on doing dumb shit just on the merit of being identifying one of those two groups. It just don't happen like that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I look. I I didn't want to spend too much time on that because again, it's anno it's annoying, and I yeah, it's it's time to let it go. So moving right along, so Dave Chappelle is still a thing for y'all. Y'all still going with this shit with Dave Chappelle? And this is another one I'm tired of. So what it is? It, um, Netflix is doing a comedy festival. Um, and Dave Chappelle is going to be headlining it. So, you know, people have had all kind of reactions to it. Like, they, you know, they want to boycott Netflix and, you know, how could, oh no, that I, and, you know, um, it was a guy in particular who was very vocal about it. I, I didn't even bother to say his name. Some white dude. He seemed real mad. Um, to that, I got to say this. I want y'all to understand this. <laughs> Y'all make Dave Chappelle a thing with your outrage. Dave Chappelle would not be a fucking thing if y'all motherfuckers wouldn't be so determined to be so outraged and, and, and be so public with it. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all have to perform outrage for everything. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. 
I, do I believe that the things that Dave said was was were despicable? Uh, despicable? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Although I will say this, that Beyond Pussy joke was funny. I'm sorry. I understand all y'all offended and everybody's up in arms and he shouldn't have said all that. I get it. I understand that it was coming from a bad place and you know what I'm saying. It was. I, I get that. That shit was fucking funny. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't deny that. It was fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? Not everything else he was saying was some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it, don't get, don't get it twisted. I'm not a, I'm not a brood. I'm not an animal. He was saying some, he was saying some foul shit and it wasn't coming from, it wasn't coming from a good place. You know, that being said, he is basically trolling y'all. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's, it, 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 he got y'all, he got y'all by the balls, you know, Either, yeah, you get me canceled. Netflix, Netflix said they don't let me do whatever. They stop, you know, they stop investing in my shit. And I just go on about my business. I done got all the money. I'm still super rich. I just go live out the rest of my days. And it's still fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Or they let, or, you know, they let him do his thing and everything like that. Let him rock out. And he get more money. So either way, Dave Chappelle won. Because let me tell you something. He moves the needle because y'all make him move the damn needle. You know what I'm saying? If motherfuckers didn't watch that damn comedy special, if they didn't talk about it, if they didn't tweet about it, if they didn't give it no fucking energy, Netflix would have been, okay, well, fuck it. Well, this nigga washed and let him just go on or either let him out the contract or we just lost money, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But y'all watched that shit. Y'all talked about it. Y'all posted all the clips. You, you still won't stop fucking talking about it. You want this apology that you're never going to fucking get because he's not sorry because he, he meant every fucking thing that he said. You know what I'm saying? Like, learn when to let shit go. People, it was a, it was something I read in the book um a while ago, and it say, it asked the question: How do you kill a god? How do you kill a god? You stop believing in him. That's it. Stop paying attention. Treat it as though it doesn't exist, and it goes the fuck away. You know what I'm saying? But y'all won't let Dave go away because again, y'all love being outraged. Point blank. Period. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I personally don't pay attention to Dave Chappelle because it's like, what am I paying attention to? It's it's not funny. He's going for all the low hanging fruit now, and it, I mean, you know, it, again, he on cruise control. He got like I say, Dave Dave rich as fuck. So you know, he just he at this point is just saying shit on the for the sake of saying it just to get people talking. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? So. That's my advice to y'all, man. Stop paying. If y'all were if y'all would pay shit dust like you claim you do everything else, it wouldn't it wouldn't go it wouldn't go that it wouldn't grow legs like it does. You know what I'm saying? But you know, hey, who be me? Let's see. Next thing, what we got? What we got? All right. So Travis Scott has started doing interviews. About addressing the whole incident of the Astroworld um, Festival. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, a couple of episodes ago I was talking about it. Basically, he threw a music festival where he, you know, he headlined it and whatnot. And uh, people broke down the barricades. They got over full. People started dying because they were getting trampled to death and everything like that. And, you know, they were, you know, he was, he didn't stop. He didn't stop the um, show. So he's sitting down with, with Charlemagne, the ever living goddess, in there, as T as Madison calls him. And um, Charlemagne asked him, he was like, So it's being told 
that they um that Live Nation said that they would stop the show. They they wanted to stop the show when they saw it was getting out of control and they conveyed this to you and you didn't stop. So instead of him refuting this, he essentially agreed. Now I ain't gonna lie. I listen, I only listen to bits and pieces of that damn interview, so I can only paraphrase. But yeah, he basically agreed. He was like, Yeah, you know, they they said they told us I was like, no, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna stop the show. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, that's when I'm like, dude, where your fucking lawyers at? Where are your fucking lawyers? Why are they let why are they let you talk out here, you know, unrehearsed? You know what I'm saying? Nigga, if I was you and I was in your motherfucking situation, I'd be riding around in a chariot drawn by nothing but a team of lawyers. I would literally be riding lawyers around like horses. You couldn't get me to say shit. Talk to these white men who I am paying to keep me free. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it, it, it's so crazy because it's like they about to throw you under the bus, boy. Like, I see it coming clear as day. They about to throw you under the bus and blame all this shit on you. Then it's going to be stuck on you. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't going to be able to live this one now. So it's just, I don't know. It's just like, why are you saying things when you are in the midst of being investigated, all that kind of shit like that? Get you a lawyer and talk through that lawyer. The only thing that I would have to say is, you know... The events that took place were tragic and have affected all of us. And those people, the victims and their families are in my thoughts and prayers. That's it. Leave it there and walk away. You know what I'm saying? But you want to use words and talking shit. I don't know. Nigga, get you some lawyers. That's all I can tell you. So moving on to other niggas in concert with concerts. So I, I really want to unpack this. So I'm going to spend a little, a little time here. So Kanye West and Drake co-headline a one-night-only benefit concert um, in the name of former gang leader Larry Hoover, who is in jail right now doing six life sentences. That's the first thing. All right. So they did this concert, both of them. Side note, two niggas who have notoriously had a spotty history with each other for years, all of a sudden come together to do this benefit concert. They say that it's, you know, it's the ways raise awareness for prison reform and all that kind of shit like that. And there are three organizations tied to it who are supposed to be receiving the proceeds from the concert. Okay. Now, they're also selling merch. They're selling ugly-ass jeans for $400. They're selling fucking... They're selling damn hoodies with iron-on logos for $200. You know what I'm saying? Now, from what I understand, the merch sales were not a part of the agreement. You know, they, so the, the merch sales weren't a part of the money that's supposed to go to the organizations. The merch sales just money for the artists or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's put this all together and see what we got. Two of the biggest acts in the world right now, with the highest drawing acts, like you know, people gonna pay to see Drake or Kanye West, for better or for worse. Two of the biggest acts who have a shaky history with each other, all of a sudden come together to do a one night on the concert. Nobody's asking where the money is going. You know what I'm saying? They just saying it's the raise awareness, quote unquote. Side note, that phrase always bothers me. They like raise awareness. What the fuck? So you so it it costs money to tell motherfuckers, hey, this is going on right here. Y'all need to pay attention to this shit. 
They fuck it up in these prisons. It costs all this money for y'all to say that, but I digress. The show was to raise awareness, you know what I'm saying, and all that kind of shit. And you know, and from what I from what I understand, they were also trying to get the you know Larry Hoover's case reopened or some shit like that. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. I don't know a lot about a lot, but I know I know um, I know money laundering when I see it. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Jay Prince, you's a motherfucker. That man ain't no joke. You hear me? Y'all don't see. How did y'all? How do y'all not see this scam happening right before your eyes in real fucking time? How y'all don't see this? You know what I'm saying? You thought it was a coincidence that he pressed Kanye West into doing this shit? You know what I'm saying? Jay Prince, he he owns Drake's soul, so Drake got to do whatever the fuck he say anyway. You know what I'm saying? He and he ran down on Kanye West and was like, "No, nigga, you're doing this." You know what I'm saying? I need this money clean. And you know, bam, here we go. Now we got all this unaccounted for money. You know what I'm saying? From what I understand, the organizations are, hadn't seen a dime yet. And yeah, Jay Prince, you's a cold motherfucker. Y'all got y'all got to start looking. Y'all got to start looking and seeing shit for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm looking at the whole thing play out. I'm like, how's nobody seeing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. The whole thing looked like a Rico charge waiting to fucking happen. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, oh, I didn't spend as much time on that as, as I thought I did. But more power to them. You know what I'm saying? But I saw the jig. And it was pulled off wonderfully. My hat's off to you, Jay Prince. So, yeah. <laughs> this last one, oh my fucking god! So, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Y'all niggas is going. Y'all niggas is doing a lot with these first ladies in these last couple of weeks. Cause what it was about two, three weeks ago it was y'all just found out that Jacqueline Kennedy had dolphin teeth. Now y'all found out that Nancy Reagan is the throat goat. Motherfucking Hillary Clinton is sitting down shaking right now. And she don't know what y'all about to dig up on her. But let's unpack this and see how we ended up getting to this. So somebody um posted a picture of Madonna. And we just, I just talked about this the other week, this photo shoot she did with this really, really bad BBL. And, you know, she got the bed laying on top of her looking like the Wicked Witch of the West. Um... They posted that picture side by side with a picture of Nancy Reagan. And the caption says something like trashy, trashy versus classy. Which one do you want to be? So let me tell you something about them, them 50 year old white gays who are the Madonna stands. They, you are not going to come for their queen or try their queen in any way, shape or form. So what they ended up doing was going to dig up a biography well, somebody basically wrote, because, you know, Nancy, she used to be an actress before she was the first lady, because, you know, Ronald Reagan was an actor, too, so that's where they knew each other from Hollywood. She was an actress back in the day, and she was known for giving that Wok Wok 2000 with the pepper grinder twist. Nancy was the throat goat of MGM Studios, and that ended up coming out. So here's my thing with this. <laughs> Ron Jr., her son, 
He got to fight somebody. I want you to think of how that feels. You just sitting down in your house, minding your business, doing, doing some white people shit, eating your little cheese sandwich or something, and next thing you know, you see across the timeline that your mama is famous for sucking the dicks. <laughs> like, yo, your dad mama is out here in throat goat fucking, in, in, in the throat goat hall of fucking fame. That cannot be a good fucking feeling. He got to fight some fucking body. You know what I'm saying? That shit is fucking awful. And the thing is, you got these motherfuckers sitting there. How can y'all say that about her? I'm like, nigga, you don't know Nancy Reagan. Please do not cry for her, Argentina. That bitch deserves all this and more. You know what I'm saying? But it's just so amazing. You know, the same one with the say, just, just Say No campaign. Now it's Just Say Throat. I don't know, man. Like, look. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing that really was, was surprising to me during this whole fucking thing. Y'all motherfuckers act like dick sucking just came about in the last 10 years. What the hell you thought your, your great-grandmama, your grandmama, your mama and them was doing back in the day? They was sucking dick. That shit didn't just materialize into either nigga dicks. Dick's been getting sucked since goddamn the days of antiquity. I'm willing to bet and guarantee that the caveman was in his cave somewhere while he was drawing them fucked up drawings on that goddamn wall. He had somebody's daughter between his goddamn legs knocking his ass off with a saber-toothed tiger in the background some goddamn well. Nigga, niggas been sucking dicks forever. You know what I'm saying? Dick suck, dick sucker didn't start with Nancy Reagan. You know what I'm saying? Y'all acting all appalled and shit. I guarantee you, if you pull some of your grandmama's whole facts, you will find out all kind of shit about her that you did not want to goddamn find out. You know what I'm saying? You think Mr. Wilbur stayed around there all them years for no goddamn reason? You know what I'm saying? Your granddaddy working fucking, working fucking 55, 60 hours a damn week, motherfucking go walking to work, going uphill both ways, rain, sleet, so shine, whatever, he missing birthdays, Christmases and shit like that, having outside babies and all that kind of shit like that. You thought he was staying in that house for no goddamn reason? Hell no. Miss Cheryl was down there speaking into the fucking mic. You know what I'm saying? How the hell you think your grandma, our grandmamas and great aunties, you know, the ones who used to be sitting out on the porch with their dust and smoking their cigarette in the morning, how the hell you think that they kept them bills paid? You know what I'm saying? Them men, look, them men might have went out and cheated, all that kind of shit like that, but they was going to make sure their house was taken care of. They was going to make sure the insurance was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? You know, Miss Louise ain't never had no, she, she ain't never had no money in her Brazil. You know, she could always reach down up in that Brazil and pull out a couple of dollars. You know, she kept, she kept, she kept, she kept gas in that Buick Roadmaster. How the hell you think she was doing that shit? Your grandmother didn't even talk that much. A damn sure with no conversation. What you think she was doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's just amazing to me how y'all sitting up here like, oh my God, the first lady sucking dick. I guarantee all of them did. Hillary is the only first lady who we know wasn't sucking no dick. And you see what happened to her? You know what I'm saying? How the hell you married to the most powerful man in the free world, the president of the United States, the man with the launch codes, you think you not sucking his damn dick? Shit. Nigga, I didn't, look, I done got, I done got promoted at a job and got, look, I, 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 I done got promoted at a job and got a 25 cent raise and came home and felt like I needed all my damn balls gargled. What you think that man gonna fucking do? He's sitting up in the over fucking office making all these big dick moves and goddamn, you know, talking to Russia and all that shit like that. Nigga, somebody's gonna be under that table sucking his dick. Nancy was just doing what she had to do. You know what I'm saying? Shit. 
But yeah, I look, that shit was hilarious to me. The memes that was coming from that shit, goddamn, you got Nancy and it, it was somebody posted a picture of her and um her and President Obama and she they was he was holding her hands. She was just looking like ah you seen all the muscles in her neck pulsating like <laughs> Don't try it, Nancy Michelle whoop your ass. But yeah, that shit was hilarious. The internet found out that Nancy Reagan was the thought goat of her day because somebody tried to come for Madonna. I I did not have this on my bingo card. <laughs> Alright, so now we are at the loose cipher sound segment of the podcast. And a whole lot of dope shit came out this week. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't get a chance to listen to it all because, again, I chose me. I just was here, you know, just resting my nerves, trying to, you know, just, yeah, being high and shit. So, you know, it's a lot of stuff that came out that I hadn't listened to yet. Um, Tame Impala dropped another song. I need to listen to that because, you know, I love Tame Impala. Karam, and they dropped another song. Goddamn. Kenna, I'm looking at this right now. Damn, Kenna, I ain't heard from him in a minute. Definitely got to listen to that when I get through. And Lil Dragon dropped the song. So, you know, I got to listen to all that on top of Benny Sings dropped an album. Benny Sings is a, is a really dope artist. Again, I'm working on the playlist, y'all. I'm, um, it's going to be through Tidal. I'm trying to set it up right now and add all these songs that I'm talking to. So, you You'll have that, you know, in the near future. Just bear with me. But the album I want to talk about in particular today, Alicia Keys released, um, I don't know what number album this is, but she, I, I feel like it's like seven, something like that. But anyway, she released a, a project called Keys this past Friday. Y'all, that shit is amazing. Man, when I tell you this shit is... It's okay. So, you know, Alicia Keys is always going to give you some mood music. You know what I'm saying? That's how you can tell she smoked good ass weed. Alicia Keys, one of, she's, in, she's in that list in my head of celebrities who just smoke real, real good weed. She right up there with uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Queen Latifah. Like, I just feel like they just be, you know, like they shit just take your breath away as soon as you open the pack. But anyway, um, the album is incredible. Like, I really enjoyed it. The first thing I want to mention is, um, this is the first, um, Alicia Keys album I think I've ever enjoyed this much vocally. Um, now, anybody know, Alicia Keys, she ain't nobody's singer. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, she good for a little yang yang around the house. You know what I'm saying? But she ain't gonna blow nothing down. But, on this album, she uses her voice very, very well. Um, my favorite cut... As of right now, because it, it's subject to change, there's so many on here. Um, my favorite one right now is um, it's a song called Nat King Cole, but it's the unlocked version. That's the that's the gimmick behind this album. It, every song has a locked version and an unlocked version. You know what I'm saying? So the um, the unlocked version of Nat King Cole with Lil Wayne, in it, which I kind of didn't need his verse, but it, it is what it is. You know, like the way she's using her voice there. There's another song on here. Um, I want to say Paper Flowers. Paper Flowers, I really enjoyed that vocally. Like, Alicia Keys, when she finds her pocket, she sounds good. She know she knows how to sound good with her shit. You know what I'm saying? Because she produces all her own shit and everything. Like, so she, she, knows, she knows what to do for her voice. You know what I'm saying? When she's not determined to sing outside her reign. Because, girl, we still asking what was, this, what was Girl on Fire. 
We still don't understand what you was doing there. Like, sweetness, you knew good and goddamn well when you got your ass in that studio, you ain't had a range for that fucking song. I digress. It's a great fucking album, man. Like, Billions is a is, is a dope song. Um, let me see. I like the unlocked version of Old Memories. I'm not really um, cool. I'm, I'm cool on the original version, though. Um, Best of Me, both the original and unlocked version of that song slaps. Fucking, um, it's great, man. And the thing is, and lyrically, it's really good. Like, you forget um, how good of a writer that she is. Leech Keys is a strong songwriter. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, lyrically, her, um, her albums are always really sound. But this one here is just dope. Um, what makes it, in, what it is for me too is that, um, Alicia Keys is in that space in her career with other artists like Usher and stuff like that, where they've gotten their flowers, you know what I'm saying, they done got all the Grammys and shit like that, and you know, they saw, they, they solidified, they done did what they had to do in the game, now it just feels like they're making music because they want to make it, you know what I'm saying, nothing about this album feels pressured it feels just like you know she's just doing her shit you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day you know i you know i done did the things you know what i'm saying the catalog speaks for itself so now i'm just making the music that i want to make you know what i'm saying and i just think that's a cool great place to be in in your in any kind of creative career when you reach that point where you don't have anything to prove no more so you can just make the music that you want to make you know what i'm saying but yeah, man, it is like a super, super, super solid album. Um, I enjoy it very much, and um, it's it's one of my best of the year. Side note, I, I no, actually we're gonna talk about that later. But anyway, but yeah, y'all go check that out. It's Keys by Alicia Keys, great album. All right, so now we about to move on into Cipher Vision, things that I've been watching. So I watched a few things this, um, you know, with all this time and I had off in the past week, whatever. So, first one I'm going to breeze through real quick is called The Unforgivable. It stars Sandra Bullock as a woman who, who committed a crime back in the day and she just got out of prison and she's trying to readjust, you know what I'm saying? Um, she's trying to readjust to society, regular life and shit like that. And also she's trying to reconnect with um, her sister. Um, the movie is great. It's acted impeccably because this is Sandra Bullock we're talking about. Sandy can act. Let me tell you something. Sandra Bullock is one of the ones she just don't, she she ain't gonna play no bullshit. Sandra Bullock acts her ass off, and so um, you also have Vincent D'Onofrio, who I find very attractive for a white man. Always have. He's in it. Um, let's see, and Viola Davis, she's in it. Now, Viola Davis, um, her, her role in the movie, I didn't really get, you know what I'm saying? I really felt like they, they just had, they had room in the budget and could afford her, and they was just like, you know what, fuck it, we can afford her, get her in here. And, you know, they just needed, I guess they just needed that scene with her and, um, her and Sandra Bullock together. Them, let me tell you something. They gonna get Golden Globes and at least Oscar nominations just off that screen time they shared right there. Because them two acting motherfuckers, because anybody know Viola acts down. And, you know, I always love to see Viola when she's with another actor who is um 
on par with her, you know what I'm saying, as far as skill set goes, you know what I'm saying? Because Viola Davis, she chews everybody up that she be in scenes with. But when you put her up against somebody like Sandra Bullock, when you put her with a Denzel Washington, with a Meryl Streep, it, she really, really shines. You really see just how amazing of an actress she is. And I really can't stress it enough. So that scene that they did together was incredible. But the movie itself was depressing as fuck. I ain't going to tell you no lie. I'm, I'm intentionally not spoiling it because it literally just came out this past week. So I don't want to be that nigga. But yeah, by the end of it, I was like, oh, God. So great movie. Acted incredibly. Never want to see it again. So that's the unforgivable. Oh, uh, let's see. Who, what am I doing first? It's two shows. Which one am I doing first? Because really and truly, I'm, I'm going to have to link them both together to end how I want to end. Let's do Harlem. Mm. So, on Amazon Prime, there is a show called Harlem. Or as I like to call it, Living with Insecure Girlfriends and the L-Words in the City. That's basically what the show is. It is yet another ensemble black woman-led dramedy. And, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, it's enjoyable. It is. But it relies a lot on cliche. You know what I'm saying? Um, making Good is good in it, but she, even though she's kind of the lead, she's the anchor of the show... Her character is the one we know the least about. She plays a woman named Camille. She's a college professor. Um, her other three friends, her three friends, however, are more interesting. You have Angie, who's kind of like the Lynn of the show. You know, you have Quinn, who's kind of, for lack of better terms, the Tony Childs, just without being a bitch. Then you have the lesbian, um, Tay. I think, yes, Ty, I think, yes, it's, no, it's Ty, it's Ty, 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 yeah, her name is Ty, so she's a lesbian character on the show, and, um, yeah, like I said, while they, yeah, they're more fleshed out, and they're more realized than the main character, and, you know, um, they, all of them are annoying in a way, but it's not like Insecure, where their quirks and their idiosyncrasies make you almost dislike them. You know, you know, everybody got their shit with them and stuff like that. They got the title of the Playboy in here who I've said it before, I say it again. I still don't understand what y'all seeing that man. Don't get it twisted. That is a good looking man. I'm not taking that from him. That is a good looking brother. But he it, it's there's nothing sexy about him to me. You know what I'm saying? Because what it is, I think I you know I, I came across the social media too much and the nigga kind of corny. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, cornball, just, yeah, I don't like cornballs. But anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, the show is, yeah, it's basically about these women who have these super dope careers, except for Angie. She's a, she's a layabout. She's a user. She's a moocher. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, she that motherfucker who, you know, I'm an actress slash singer slash, you know, but you ain't, you ain't got no, no, your IMDb. What are you doing, sis? You sitting up here sleeping on my couch. But anyway... It's about these women in this in this city and whatnot. They doing all this dope shit, but they always boils down to you know the desperation for companionship. That's why oh god, I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to mention insecure too. But insecure falls in this same under the same umbrella. I'm after insecure goes off. I'm really off and over. These black woman-led ensemble dramedies. I'm tired because it all hinges on the same shit. 
You know what I'm saying? You got these four quote unquote fly black women, you know what I'm saying, living in whatever city, you know what I'm saying? But it never focuses on it never focuses on them, you know, just, you know, like how you make your money, sis, you know what I'm saying? Like you know how you how you excelling in your business, how you you know moving in your um your your arena and all that kind of shit like that. None of that gets highlighted because all it all goes back to the hunt for a man, and it's like, bruh, that shit is so fucking boring. You know what I'm saying? Even Ty, you know she's the lesbian character, but it the whole but all her stories revolve around her. You know, getting the wrong bitch all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? She went and got with the with the, with the spicy white girl, the spicy white girl, read her down, which... Mm, that's another thing about this show. The other criticism I have. When the writers are too close to, to Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Because the problem, what drags the show down a little bit to me is they try to work these Twitter... These Twitter um, talking points in every episode, you know, like the black women, the doctor's not listening to the black women. The way it's worked in is kind of clunky. You know what I'm saying? What um, The clip I was talking about last week about the barbershop, that came from this show. I didn't realize it at the time. Um, you know what I'm saying? That conversation, like they're working, they're trying to work all these Twitter, these Twitter, um, talking points in there. And it kind of drags the writing down to me. Like I said, again, tweets don't translate well to, you know what I'm saying? Actual, I don't know, dialogue. Is that the word I want to use? That ain't the word I want to use, but the word I'm going to go with. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's, that, yeah, I have that criticism of it. But it's just, you know, like I said, we, I feel like we kind of, we've seen this before. We, we got Living Single. We got Girlfriends. We got Insecure. You know what I'm saying? Now we got all these other shows, like Run the World, all that kind of shit like that. It's just like, we kind of tired of seeing, you know, um, Fly Black Girl Magic chasing a man. We, we kind of sick of, we, I, I'm tired of seeing it. I don't know about everybody else. You know what I'm saying? You know, but that leads me off into Insecure. Let me tell you something. It's so good. This is the last season. When I tell you, this is the driest shit. This is the driest season. It's like, yo, I have the same the same complaint I have every, every week when I talk about the same thing. Now, I'm so fucking sick of the Issa, Nathan, and Lawrence triangle. I'm tired. Oh, God, this show is clicking down so fucking bad because they are deep determined to make that fucking that whole unholy threesome a thing if they would let that go they probably could have got another season out of the damn show you know what i'm saying it's so much shit going on why is tiffany why why is tiffany and her husband moving to denver all of a sudden we still don't know enough about kelly you know what i'm saying the only good thing about the show right now is seeing molly grow now, I ain't gonna lie, Molly's growth has been really, really dope to watch. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, nigga, I'm so fucking sick of Issa and Lawrence, I don't know what the fuck the damn do. You know what I'm saying? You, She having all these damn Inception-ass dreams about the nigga. He popping up out of broom closets and shit. She thinks she he and Daniel, boy, she he and his. The bitch in the mirror laughing at her, she laughing with her. I, I don't know. It's, it's time for it to go. I do have a theory, though. I do have a theory. I'ma share it with y'all. I did tweet it, but I'ma share it with you. Mind you, I was very high when I tweeted this. <laughs> so my theory is this. 
What if we get to the end of this show and Mirabitch is really Issa, but she done died? You know what I'm saying? Walk with just, just, just walk, walk, roll with me with this. Roll with me. I promise you, we getting somewhere with this. So what it is is Issa in her in her past life or whatnot, she did some fuck shit. Like you know, I don't know. She probably fucking set puppies on fire or some shit like that. I don't know. And she ended up going to hell. So her own personal hell is having to sit in this mirror and relive and watch all these mid-ass, fucking awkward-ass moments of her life play out over and over again. What if what, what if that's it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, she stayed daydreaming, and it would explain a lot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I don't know. You know, like, it's just because it, so, it got to be better than this. Lawrence, I mean, Issa, if you don't let Lawrence and Duck come feet go off and raise their goddamn baby, leave them people alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, Issa just need to be by her damn self. She needs to be by her fucking self. You know, you got Kofi, whatever his name is, the boy from Queen Sugar, who is proven to be the biggest waste of casting budget ever. Because he literally is serving no purpose here. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you went out your way to try to destroy Issa and destroy her reputation and shit like that. Now you see she popping. You know what I'm saying? And you getting opportunities that you never would have got had you never associated yourself with her. Now all of a sudden, now you, oh, I, I want to work with you again. Nigga, you didn't even fucking apologize. You and that rust-ass beard. His beard has always bothered the shit out of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can have a struggle beard. I'm not I'm not a, a famous actor. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be saying how that boy is so fine and this, that, and other. I just can't see it because all I see is that goddamn whispered damn camera foot looking ass beard around his fucking face. I, I, look, again, I don't see what y'all seeing. But yeah, it's like he's away. He's, he's, his time is being wasted on the fucking show. And I know he don't come cheap because he, you know, people actually know who the fuck he is. So I, look, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I am over black women led dramedies at this point. You know what I'm saying? At this point, let's let's get some let, let's get some more like you know, oh God. I would say we, let's get a gay show, but y'all only want to show a certain type of damn gay, and we do not need another Noah's Ark because I couldn't stand that fucking show. But that's another conversation for another day. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, give us something else, man, because this is you know we I, I, I'm I, I'm I don't know. I'm tired of seeing black women with goddess locks be fools behind niggas for a whole season. But that's just me. All right, y'all, I done ran my mouth long enough. Um, this is a solid hour of a show. And, yeah, listen, I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate y'all listening. It means a lot to me. You know, going into the new year, you know, I'm I'm planning on kicking this up a notch and taking it to another level. You know what I'm saying? I'm lining up, you know, some guests. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get some theme music going in this motherfucker. Like, I really want to, you know, push this into, you know, into the, you know, into um, the next gear. So, you know, y'all just rock with me while I do it. Keep listening. And I keep thanking you. And until next week, man, drink your water or your scalp. Mind your motherfucking business. I'm going to holler at you.